Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Reviews. We are reviewing this week's SmackDown and it was amazing. It was a fantastic show. So much to talk about. Uh, a bit delayed getting this out on YouTube. I always like to get it out about an hour after the show. Uh, at the moment of recording this, it's about three hours after the show because uh, there's just been so much to look at and talk about, mainly from Bray. But wow, that Sammy, Jay and Roman segment was absolutely brilliant. Let's get into it, though, uh, and we'll have a look at everything and work our way through. So uh, the show opens, of course, we get a nice shot of the crowd. I did see uh, someone holding up a sign saying, can I be in the bloodline? Uh, I did wonder if that might be Vince. Hope is well. Hope is doing well. But uh, yes, we got this. And actually, we went to a match, believe it or not. Uh, no promo. Roman was on the show, but uh, no promo from Roman to open the show. We actually went straight to a match. It was going to be Brawling Brutes against Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn. We went backstage and we saw Sami having a word with Jay. Obviously, their relationship uh, is not brilliant, and uh, they're not on the same page. And so they were they were talking, and Sammy said, look, we need to get the dub. Like, I need you to bring all that energy. I think Jay was under the impression that Sammy was going to tell him not to interfere. But uh, Sammy was like, no, 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 no. We need the win. We've got to have the win for when Roman arrives. I want him to arrive with us, with our hands raised, victorious. So uh, the scene was set, and uh, this was so good. Oh, this was so good. Um, so we end up getting underway with the match, and uh, obviously it doesn't go to plan. During the match, there's a moment, and I must admit, I need to go back and rewatch it because I couldn't quite work out what Sammy was trying to do. He was lying in the ring, and it looked like he was about to get, like, splashed. He was over by the corner, and it looked like he was about to get splashed, I think, by... Butch. But um, he was lying there and he was making a gesture. He was making a gesture and it felt like he was asking for some outside help. And so Jay grabbed him by the leg, pulled him out the ring. And Sammy was like, what are you doing? What, what have you done that for? So there's clearly a breakdown in communication, but I couldn't quite tell what Sammy actually wanted Jay to do because there was definitely some hand gestures so uh, I can't say that I really blamed Jay because it did sort of feel like Sammy was saying, help me out. And so Jay grabs him, pulls him out of the ring. Clearly, that's not what Sammy wanted. Sammy, I think, maybe wanted Jay to attack Butch or Summer instead. Uh, and so they get into this argument on the outside of the ring. Of course, that distraction uh, leads to Sammy losing the match. Um, which is not what was planned, of course. And so big heated argument. We even see at one point the Usos getting in each other's faces, man. This was so cool. Like, we know that Jimmy likes Sammy and we know that Jay hates Sammy, but I didn't know it would get to the point where they were gonna square off against each other. Obviously, they don't throw any shots at each other. It's a heated uh, verbal exchange but just seeing this was amazing seeing Jimmy and Jay kind of squaring up to each other 
Um, and then, of course, Roman arrives. Roman's music hits. Uh, he makes his way down to the ring. Everyone uh, in the bloodlines all looking very uncomfortable. It's brilliant. It's it's so captivating. This whole segment took up 30, 35 minutes. And, and as I said, I cannot remember a Roman promo following a match. Normally, you open SmackDown with a Roman promo and then it leads into the match. I seriously can't recall a starting with a match and then it leading into a promo straight after. Totally worked for this. And it felt fresh because to do a match going into a promo, as you said, not something I can recall seeing before. Uh, Roman not opening the show, but as I say, coming out after. Maybe they thought, maybe they thought that people were going to go to Fox to try and watch the show. And if they don't find it, how long will it take to find that it's on FS1 this week? So I wonder if they thought, let's do a match and then we'll do the promo because hopefully by the time we get to the promo, everyone that's going to watch tonight has found that we are on FS1 in America. So, uh, yes, we had Roman make his way down and uh, basically said, look, if you two are going to act like kids, I'm going to treat you like kids. Like, I'm not a big fan of doing this out in the open, but put it all out now. Get it all out. Get everything on the table. Like, let's get this sorted. And so Sammy was like really apologetic. He's like, look, I am so sorry. I don't know what I've done to offend you, but I I'm just so sorry. And Jay responded by saying like, and, and Sammy put his hand out and Jay responded by saying, get that out of my face. Get that out of my face. I don't like you. I don't like your hair. I don't like your face. I don't like your shirt. How are you a part of the bloodline? You ain't blood. You're a fake ass ooze. Uh, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says. And that got that reaction. This was Jay very much just lost in his kind of promo. So he was spitting away, you know, saying, OK, you want to know the problem? Problem is you're not part of this family. And I don't care what the tribal chief has to say. Like, I will never accept you. That's the point he was trying to make. But. The line, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says in isolation. Doesn't sound great, does it? <laughs> Doesn't sound great. And that was the reaction from Roman. This was fire. I mean, the moment that Jay said that and Roman's head was down and it snapped up and he gave that reaction. It's like, oh, damn. Oh, you've gone and done something wrong. I mean, we were typing R.I.P. Jey Uso in the live watch along. We was talking about how great his career had been. Uh, we were talking about maybe now that he's done with wrestling, he should go into the Hall of Fame. Um, it was like it was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. This was such a great segment. So uh, and well, and it, and it was about to get better as well. And little did we know how amazing this would get because <laughs> Roman would go over right. And he would go over to uh, Jay and he would say, like, you know, what did you just say kind of a thing? Sammy interrupted. And he was like, no, 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 no. Roman, listen, listen, Roman. Jay is just not himself right now. Yeah, he's not thinking straight. Um, he's not feeling. And this is what did it. He's not feeling oozy. Right. Uh, I don't know if they didn't know 
that he was going to use the word Usi, right? It's obviously been said before, but it kind of came out. And the second it came out, you could tell Roman was like, Sammy got him. Sammy got him. Sammy got Roman. And I think as soon as Roman broke, Jay was gone. Jay was gone. You can see Jay corpse in there. He constantly has to like turn his head to look away so that he can laugh and then tries to come back. And then he can feel himself laughing again. And he has to put his head down. And like, you can see how much he's fighting it there at the moment. Like, trying to desperately not laugh because Sammy uh, coming out using the word Usi and the way that he said it and delivered it as well. Like, man, it was so funny. The crowd were chanting Usi, of course. And um, it was, this was just, so much fun. Uh, there is one criticism, and it's just, it's not a criticism from me, but some people might watch this and say, look, this is a really kind of serious moment. You know, you've got Jay who's just disrespected Roman. Roman's coming over to, you know, basically, potentially could even beat him up, kick him out the bloodline. We didn't know what was going to happen. But because Sammy came in and used the word Usi. Like it cracked up Roman, it cracked up Jay. And we ended up just like watching and enjoying it and just watching them battling to try and keep this promo on track. So in many ways, the promo was going wrong. They were corpsing. This was not the plan, right? It's meant to be a super serious promo. And then here's these two like desperately trying to hold it together. So if you want to be super critical... You can you can be critical, but ah, oh, this was just so much fun. It was kind of like an in joke. It was kind of like a joke. Maybe if you haven't been watching the show and you tuned in as a one off, I, I don't know. Would you feel a bit disappointed by this? Would you be watching this thinking they're not even taking it seriously? Uh, for those of us that watch week after week after week after week after week, like we just know that yeah, this was just a one off, and uh, Sammy managed to kind of get them, if you will. Oh, God, it was so good. It was so good. Um, they corpse. And uh, basically, um, Roman says, look, how about I take the honorary away from honorary Oos, if that's the problem? Because obviously Jay had said that Sammy wasn't blood and wasn't re really like, you know, part of the family. So Roman said that he'll, well, I'll take honorary away then. And uh, he said, you know, how about if we change Sammy's name? And then he said, how about we change it to Sammy Uso? And then all the crowd start chanting, Sammy Uso, Sammy Uso. Losing honorary from that shirt. Look at the reaction you got from Sammy. Look at the reaction. His face lit up like Christmas. This was, I mean, I know we're spending a long time on this, but this is one of the best segments of the year. This this Sammy bloodline, Sammy J relationships, one of the best stories in recent years, not even this year, in recent years. It is so captivating. I want to know where this is leading. I want to know what's coming next. It's it's so, so good. I know I keep repeating myself, but it is so good. So, yeah, that was that was amazing. It ended there. Basically, Paul Heyman was like, right. The tribal chief has uh, finished this, right? I think we've said all that needs to be said. And, um, you know, tune in next week and uh, for more Bloodline or whatever. And uh, he said, we're going to go to commercials in three, two.
And uh, before he even counted it down, Roman left the ring. And then we went straight to commercial. So, yeah, I don't know if this ran long, uh, to be honest. Um, obviously, timing, you've got to be really, you know, on point. And uh, there's every chance this did run long as they were trying to battle to get this promo out. But uh, captivating stuff. Uh, right, then we got this. This was uh, Valhalla Awaits. We're seeing more and more of Sarah Logan. So uh, we know this is Sarah Logan. Uh, it seems like she's um, coming back with the uh, Viking Raiders. Uh, I don't know why this is taking so long, but um, yeah. Another Sarah Logan segment. Uh, then we got Maximum Male Models against New Day. New Day were victorious. I mean, there really wasn't much to this, to be honest. I mean, it was just it was just there. There just yeah, it wasn't really much to this at all. Xavier getting the pin on Mansoir and uh, Maxine Dupree looking a bit frustrated with the result. Then we went backstage. We had Sonya and Liv. Uh, Sonya made uh, an interesting comment. She said, "Liv is broken." She actually said that Liv is broken since she lost her championship. And uh, these two started brawling in the backstage area. You can see uh, Bray Wyatt's logo in the background. I don't know why. I don't feel like that's a massive deal anymore because we've seen it quite a few times. I, I genuinely think there are boxes for Bray. and um, But they could have put it there, you know, again, just constantly having that link around. It could also be that the Bray boxes uh, to transport, you know, the door and to transport uh, the TV set or whatever, the mask and, uh, you know, whatever it is he needs to wear, his costume. It could just be that those boxes are just next to this interview area because uh, Liv and Sonya are always brawling or when we've seen them brawl around this interview area. So could be summer, could be nothing, but uh, it is worth mentioning one of the boxes had Bray's logo on the side. We got Braun talking about Amos. I actually think this promo did a bit of damage. The reason why I say that is because I'm really into Amos and Braun. I thought when they did their face-to-face, -face, I think, last week, I was, I was really impressed. I thought that uh, Braun was considerably smaller than Amos, and it really stood out, and it really surprised me. Um, and yeah, I, I, I couldn't quite believe how much taller Amos was. The problem here was that we actually got to see Braun from back in the day when he was flipping over ambulances, production trucks, and all this kind of stuff. They they literally show you him picking up the production truck. If you've never seen it, I'm talking proper truck, right? Like, not a little thing or anything. Like, proper, the kind of truck that would move a production trailer, right? He grabs it and tips it over. It's very hard to see Braun do that and then cut straight to him being face-to-face -face with Amos, who is just a few inches taller, and I'm meant to think that's a challenge. Like, I've just seen him. I've just seen his strength. His strength is superhuman, right? He's picking up, tipping over trucks, and now here's Amos just standing in front of him. And he was trying to say, like, I love challenges and all this kind of stuff. I, I must admit, at the end of this, I thought, yeah, I mean, he's just going to smash him in it. <laughs> It's just if you've got that kind of strength, picking up a moss is just nothing. I mean, you should be able to do that with one hand, uh, considering like the feats of strength we've seen in the past. So I actually didn't think this added 
to the match. But I suppose if you are new to wrestling, you never saw those moments before. They might be the first time that you're seeing them. But for me, I thought that it just really got across how strong Braun was and how Amos probably is just not a challenge. It's not as much of a challenge as what we thought maybe last week because look what he did in the past. Then we got Ronda. Ronda came down to the ring. She said, uh, look, the belt is back where it belongs. Not that I expect you lots to be grateful, but I am going to defend in an open challenge. And so she does her open challenge. She had a sporran and the Scottish flag on it, which I wondered if that was a tribute to Roddy Piper. And I was thinking, I wonder if it's his birthday or anniversary of his passing or something, because not seen her wear that before. I've seen her wear the jacket, of course. But um, yeah, interesting. Uh, and it was Emma. Emma came out. This is the worst kept secret. This was absolutely everywhere. Uh, we've done a video on it already. And um, obviously, we're not going to dwell on it too much. Uh, but Emma, big part of uh, the history of women's wrestling in WWE. She was involved in the first NXT Women's Championship match. Um, she came back. Same music, same little gloves, same shades. Great to see her. I mean, great. Uh, you know, if you can't get Paige, then get Emma because it was Paige versus Emma in that first NXT Women's Championship match. And that is such a historic moment. I remember when Emma was in WWE before, she would go around saying she is the reason uh, for the women's evolution, revolution. And she was taking credit for it, you know, what she had done with Paige. Uh, so I don't know quite how they're going to present Aria. She was a heel before. She may be a heel again. She was working her face really here, though, uh, to Ronda's heel. Uh, I love this, though. This from Ronda. Uh, Emma, when she was face, she used to do this little dance thing uh, with her hands. And um, it was just great seeing Ronda, like, take the mick. Oh, like, look, it's the dancing girl. And uh, she was taking the mick, which I, I loved that. I thought it was a great little moment. Uh, Ronda got the win. It wasn't completely straightforward. Like, Emma actually got out of the ankle lock at one point, and uh, she did have some moments. This certainly was not the squash I thought it was going to be. Uh, with uh, But Ronda picking up the victory all the same, thanks to submission. Where we go with Emma from here, don't know. Genuinely don't know. Super interested to find out though. I do like her. I do like her. Uh, we found out a couple of matches as well. So we're going to get a Bianca Bailey championship match, crown jewel, last woman standing. That might be hard for Bianca, you know. That might be tricky because you know that there's going to be uh, a couple of faces that are going to be getting involved in that, namely Dakota Kai and Io Shirai. So that might be a bit tricky, but maybe we see Asuka, maybe we see Alexa. I think we still got to be a little careful with how the women are being presented in Saudi Arabia. Um, of course, I expect them to be covered and everything, but uh, yeah, I don't know how much we're going to be able to do over there. It's, you know, not been long, actually, since the women have even been allowed to wrestle over there. So that can get forgotten now, but um, yes, uh, they are going to be competing in Saudi Arabia. Bianca versus Bailey. We've also got Usos taking on Ridge and Butch for the undisputed tag team championships. Feel like the Usos should win that, but of course, only a week now until Crown Jewel means that we need to do our predictions on Sunday, so I will look to try and do those. 
Then we went backstage and we saw, this was amazing. So we saw Shayna and Ronda actually working together. So Natalia came over, said, I don't know if you're the baddest, but you're certainly the luckiest. And then boom, out of nowhere, Shayna grabs Natalia and uh, starts like uh, choking her out and everything. So this was amazing. This was amazing. I absolutely love this because I think this is what Ronda needs. Like she needs someone to do a bit of the dirty work for her. And, um, you know, if you want to get to Ronda, you might have to go through Shayna now. Not an easy task for any woman. Then we got Hit Row. I wanted to include this because uh, Top Dollar was wearing a balaclava. Kind of like it. Makes him stand out. Uh, I did joke that it made him look like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. But um, yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it. It was something a bit different. Um, and they had a partner that turned out to be Nakamura that had been rumored, but it had been rumored that that had changed. It hadn't changed. It was Nakamura. Um, don't know that this worked, but it, I didn't hate it, actually. Didn't hate it. Nakamura was, uh, you know, getting involved in everything. There he's doing the money, money, money thing. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I think all of them did the come on at one moment as well during the match. This was against Legada del Fantasma, and uh, it was a victory, basically, for Nakamura and Hit Row. Um, don't know where Legado go from here, but they're surely going to want to bounce back. Uh, so uh, I doubt that this feud is over. We went backstage and uh, Paul Heyman was showing Roman Logan boxing and training. And he said, look, it only takes one lucky punch. And Roman was like, he's had two matches. There won't be a lucky punch. Spoiler, there definitely will be a lucky punch. Um, Logan will land on Roman. And the question will be, will Roman get up from it? My feeling is yes. I think Logan retains. I think they're going to make... Um, I think Roman retains. I think they're going to make Logan look good, though. And I do think that he'll land that one lucky punch. But uh, yeah, Paul Heyman was talking to Roman and uh, Roman was having none of it. And Paul Heyman was like, I'll show myself the door. And uh, he said, like, it's best. I know it's best that I leave now. So, yeah, Roman, uh, you know, it's just a little segment just to talk about Logan. Obviously, we still need to build for that match. Then we had LA Knight and we had Ricochet backstage. And um, Ricochet said, you know, you need to stop acting like you're God's gift. I think LA Knight said, I am God's gift. Um, and these two got into a bit of an argument. It's quite clear they're going to have a match and we're on a collision course there. Then we got to our main event match. This was Mad Cat Moss and it was Carrion Cross. And Scarlet provided a distraction and Carrion got a choke onto Madcap. What was really interesting about this was that Carrion cut a promo and the officials didn't stop and get him to break the submission hold until the promo had ended. Poor Madcap was going blue, right? He's lying there getting choked out. And as soon as Carrion finishes his promo, then the officials came in. In no way do I believe the officials timed it perfect to get there just as the promo ended. I can only imagine they were just like waiting on the sidelines like, oh, it's a bit rude to interrupt him. Poor Madcap's gone blue, right? Like, it was uh, a little bit crazy that we didn't help Madcap out sooner. but uh, And it was a bit crazy seeing Carrion cutting a promo whilst choking out Madcap. 
He said like McIntyre, Madcap put up more of a fight than you did and I'll see you in the steel cage. Obviously, they're having a steel cage match and uh, that's going to be next week at Crown Jewel. Uh, they advertised it actually with the uh, CGI and everything. So there was quite a few uh, of these like little adverts for the various matches at Crown Jewels. He said, not surprising because next week is the go home. Uh, right, backstage, we got uh, a glimpse at the Funhouse TV and it was showing pictures. Um, I, I really don't know what to make of this because I very much doubt the TV was plugged in. So it sort of makes me wonder how the pictures were coming through. And I did wonder if, you know, maybe this was a glimpse inside Bray's mind or something. Um, don't know. Don't know. A bit tricky on this one, but uh, it was basically just something to get us to a commercial break. And to let you know that Bray had a, a segment coming up after the commercial. Uh, Bray made his uh, way down to the ring. And as we said, he would come in and uh, do a promo. We're not going to spend too long on this because there's a whole separate video, which I will put a link to, where we've really broken all of this down already. Uh, backstage, we got Imperium attacking Ray. Ray is going to challenge Gunther next week for the Intercontinental Championship. We also found out next week we're going to be getting Liv Morgan against Sonya Deville in a no disqualification match. That's going to be interesting. Obviously, next week's show is recorded. So uh, be aware of spoilers because next week's show is not live. I haven't seen anything at the time of recording this regarding next week's show. I do wonder if they will do the Bray segments. There will be a Bray segment. I wonder if they'll do that backstage and away from the fans. I hope they do. I hope there's no spoilers for Bray segments because... I feel like we've got enough to get our teeth into this week, let alone trying to decode whatever's happened like for next week, you know? Right, then we got Bray in the ring. The key things here is that Bray said, look, I want you to get used to just me. No mask, no smoke, no mirrors. I want you to just get used to me, the best version of me, the real me, right? That seemed to upset Uncle Howdy. Because Bray was chatting, then we get uh, an interruption. Uncle Howdy properly getting revealed now. You know, last time we only saw the side of the face. Now we're seeing the full face. And it's clear this is a full face mask. Um, couple of thoughts here, right? I think it's Bray, but there's people out there that think it's Bo. I am not going to sit here and say I'm 100% it's Bray because I am not. But if I was to put my money on someone, I'd say I think it's Bray. A couple of people say, Bo, one of the things that's caught people's eyes is the cross earring. I personally don't think there's anything to that. Um, I, I know that Bo has wore a cross earring before. Uh, it could just be a nice reference to Bo. Um, not that this is Bo, because I feel like a lot of this is to do with family. As I said, I could see this mask being based on his real uncle, Barry Windham. Barry Windham looks a bit like this, and that is Bray's real uncle. So this mask could be based on Barry Windham, his real uncle. Uh, and maybe the earring is just a little nod to his brother, to Bo. So I don't know. I don't really read too much into it. It's interesting, and it's right that we talk about it. 
but for me, that's not really enough to say, oh, yeah, this is Bo. There's people that have been looking at, like, the gaps in the teeth. There's people that have been analyzing the voice. I think the voice to me sounds very much like Bray, but uh, because Bo's his brother, their voices are actually quite similar. So you can't, I don't know that you can really tell anything there. There's people adamant that it's Bo, but there's people adamant that it's Bray. So, uh, yeah, make of it whatever you will. Um, no, no one seems to be 100% on that. All I can tell you is I've done a poll on Twitter, 500 votes, and uh, I think it's like 45% of people say it's Bray, about 33% of people think it's Bo, and then the rest think that it's, you know, someone else. So uh, that's kind of where we are with that. But basically, Uncle Howdy called uh, Bray a liar. Um, there was a QR code and a picture of Bray and it had liar written all over it. And um, Uncle Howdy was saying, you know, you I've got the I've got what he says here. He said, who am I? I'm just the ghost of the man who sold the world, of course, like you did. You killed the world. You sent him away. And then a picture of the fiend came up, which was interesting. Uh, they're the reason you're the shell of what you were. You are a liar. You claim you don't wear a mask. We both know that's not true. You can never hide from me, your Uncle Howdy. So he is saying, I'm your uncle. And we know that Bray's uncle is Barry Windham. So a very, uh, very cryptic, something to uh, like really get our teeth into here. Feels like Bray is being targeted by someone. Is that someone, Bo? Is that someone, Bray? I'm leaning Bray. Some people are leaning Bo. Like it's it's quite split, as we've said. So very interesting, though. Very, very interesting. So that was uh, pretty much it. I mean, there was, um, uh, I suppose, one more thing that I thought was uh, worth mentioning. And that is this. This is what I, I think this is Vincent. I think this is Vincent. There is a person with their arms outstretched in a jacket. Could be stock footage. Don't think it is, but obviously I can't be 100%. But, I mean, that pose, I, I, I get real strong Vincent vibes from that. So I did a video saying that Uncle Howdy is not alone. We do see this, and we do also see someone in the owl mask again. There is that theory that's been around for a while that Wyatt Six is going to be six new or six personas of Bray and that they're, all of these characters are going to end up being played by Bray. So there is that theory, which is interesting. I, I still think that we're getting... I still think that we're going to get a faction. I mean, we know that Bo Dallas is uh, reportedly coming back. He must be doing something. He must be going somewhere. We know that they've spoke with Vincent and Dutch. They've been backstage. They must be going somewhere. So I'm still leaning towards this being a faction. But uh, I'm also now starting to lean towards Uncle Howdy being Bray. And that was it. And then the show ended. Uh, sadly, we don't have uh, comments and thoughts from people. Scores. Because, because that's how it ended. I had to race off to do videos. And hence why I'm so delayed with this review. But fantastic show. If I was to score it, I'd probably give it an eight. An eight. Oh, I, I, I feel like it's an eight or an eight two five. 
I don't know if I'd go as high as an 8.5. I might do. This might have just edged NXT. NXT was so good this week. We got the, you know, the Rock's daughter uh, finally debuted. Uh, we got some great matches. Uh, it was a really solid show. I feel like this is quite similar, quite close. But I think my favorite moment of the week might be the Sammy moment, the Usi moment at the start of this match. It was just fantastic. It was so good. So good. So, yeah, for me, up in the eights, I think this was a, an excellent episode. And I think there's a real gulf now between Raw and SmackDown. Raw just doesn't feel anywhere near as strong as this, uh, which is a bit of a shame, to be honest. Hopefully we get something good on Monday. I'm not going to hold my breath, though, because it's a go-home for Crown Jewel. So, you know, I don't think there'll be any uh, twists and turns. Same with next week's SmackDown as well. That's a go-home and pre-recorded. The only thing that might save us is maybe a backstage brace segment or something. But as I said, I've avoided spoilers there so far. But um, yeah, let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Don't forget, you can listen to these reviews on Stitcher and Spotify and Google Podcast. Really appreciate the support. You know that already. Um, obviously, we'll, we've got Jake Paul, uh, Anderson Silva, watch along this weekend. And on Sunday, uh, we could do a Bray uh, like live stream on this channel, but we're undoubtedly going to be doing Crown Jewel predictions probably on the main channel as well. So, so much coming up this weekend. And then, of course, the go home roar on Monday. Busy, busy, busy. Awesome, guys. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you again next time. Bye for now.